Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we hope you enjoy today's conversation. Annie, welcome back to the podcast. How are you feeling? Great. Well, we are so glad that you are here, and we are really excited for today's conversation. Today, we are talking about anxiety and infertility. Your two favorite things to talk about, right? <laughs> I do love talking about it. Yeah. You do. Um, I think uh, as we begin this year, really, and this uh, new chapter of, of talking about uh, infertility on the Infertility Feelings podcast, we wanted to start all these conversations with something that is very important for people because they're dealing with it all the time. And the idea is stress because we are all stressed out. Uh, we're all of us in general are stressed out, mm -hmm. but when you are struggling to conceive, you are definitely stressed out. So we wanted to start by addressing that. Great. Um, and the, the, I think the thing that I'm thinking most about is when you're going through a struggle of infertility or any kind of experience with infertility, you are marked by stress all the time. The month-by-month -month testing, the month-by-month -month trying, the two-week wait, the doctor's appointment, the surgery, all of it is stressful. But I think there's times when we can look inward and say, I'm more than stressed, I'm, I'm anxious, or I'm dealing with anxiety. And I think I'd love to try to clear all that stuff up mm -hmm. in the beginning here. Because how do we know when we're stressed? How do we know when we're just in an anxiety provoking situation or how do we know when we're really dealing with almost uh, an ongoing type of anxiety because I think the way we deal with all three of those things would probably be different well, so if you could just clear that up Annie <laughs> so there you go button that up <laughs> solved so, stress and anxiety have a lot of similarities but okay. they also have a lot of differences and okay so let's okay. just unpack that a little bit yeah so the res the physical response and in some ways emotional response to stress and anxiety is very similar and so it can be very challenging to tell the difference the key difference is that stress we all experience it yeah um, and it's kind of a reaction to something that that just is a little overwhelming mm. that we're, we're we're not really sure exactly how to respond or it's just a little too much that's, yeah. that's just kind of regular stress. Obviously, there's chronic stress, which can easily happen with infertility. With anxiety, if you have no stress or very little stress, yeah. you're going, you can still experience anxiety. So okay. anxiety is going to be there without stress. Okay. okay. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, can we, let, let's first, anxiety. can we first get cl like a, a clear idea of what stress, what, what like events are stressful? I mean, for me, I know... You know, driving could be stressful, like traffic is stressful. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're talking about when you say stress? So the, there are so many different t stressors. <laughs> okay. And what stresses me, it may not stress you and right. vice versa. Okay. So for some people, traffic doesn't stress them. It actually is an opportunity to... Zone out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Whereas, text. We're all texting well, and driving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not, for, Doug. For Hopefully not people, texting. Traffic. I mean, that is actually something that totally triggers me is traffic. Yeah. Mm. So it just depends on what stresses you out. So um, infertility is something that that's going to stress anybody out. There, There's really no way to get through something really challenging like infertility um, that, that doesn't create stress. Right. It would, it would actually be a little abnormal to go through that process and never and just be totally calm and... 
at, right. at peace all the time. Because like you said, at, there's so many factors to it and, and each piece of that is stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would it be fair to say that some parts are more stressful than other parts for some, for people and that's going to change? With infertility? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. So for some, like for me, the waiting, that's yeah. what was the most stressful to me. It wasn't so much even the process and the different uh different things we had to go through yeah. it was the waiting mm-hmm. that was the most stressful part for me whereas for other people it's the waiting wasn't as difficult as it was the procedures so right. Um, right, i right. do think it's so it totally depends and i think the the struggle that people can have is because they spoke to so and so whose struggle was the waiting and yet theirs is something different it makes it kind of confusing like oh uh, i'm supposed yeah. to be stressed or oh i huh. shouldn't be stressed over this the whole idea of downplaying your stress mm-hmm. because it's not what this person experienced um i think can be really not only difficult but it can be unhealthy mm. because then we're ignoring or we're we're um downplaying how yeah. it's impacting us. Or in, uh, do people downplay other people's stress? Absolutely. Okay. I think mm. it goes So you're like, ways. for me, you know, the pr- I had this procedure and it was crazy. And then someone says, I had to wait for this song. And they're like, well, that's not as stressful. Right. Because yeah. yeah, we definitely tend to okay. uh, we rank judge st- other people's <laughs> experience. Yes. And yeah. that doesn't help us either, right? I think right. a lot of yeah. times we do that because we want to feel better about ourselves. Right. And yet it really doesn't feel good to right. do that. Right. Like so mine was like, I didn't want to adult this right. situation i just wanted to be like i don't want to do that yeah. and just kind of yeah. be like that but like the waiting wasn't so bad for me mm-hmm. until ivf okay because we yeah. had so much more involved right. with it we had money we had people yeah. thinking about us we had shots all this stuff i had done acupuncture so i really didn't feel like i felt the weight of the waiting until then that's what i think is also interesting yeah. is it can change right month after month when we were trying the two week wait wasn't that big of a deal to me because I was so distracted or about other things or whatever. It just wasn't that big of a deal. Right. But the I when it was IVF, it was like, oh, this has got to work. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to think about yeah. this every second, every millisecond of my two weeks. Right. The whole right. time. Right. That's true. What the things that stressed us out individually were totally different. Yeah. Yeah. I was like a whiny like toddler i felt like it's like i don't want to <laughs> go take blood and that's what stressed me out no, <laughs> <laughs> and therein lies my stress <laughs> infertility didn't stress me out my, it was yeah, mostly just life. you yeah me me <laughs> no that, i tend no, to do I'm that joking. well <laughs> no it's true i mean depending on who you are as a person right it totally changed what yeah. was yours and i want to know uh, to me the i the what it meant, like I maybe I think actually probably what I was dealing with maybe felt like more of like a triggering of the things that do make me anxious, mm-hmm. which is maybe I think why I think this conversation is important is when we didn't have our options explored, I felt really stressed out. So when we, we would meet with the doctor or just sit down together to think about what are we doing next, that's where I felt the most stressed. Okay. Trying to plan out what we're doing in the future and not feeling rock solid about it when we walked away, that's where I felt mm-hmm. the most stressed. Was Which I hate fits it. your I, personality. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like those situations yeah. where it was like, should we do another round of IVF? What are our percentages? And we're going over that kind of stuff. Really stressed me out. I didn't and I think do what that. makes it extra challenging is because with infertility, you're usually dealing with two people. Right. And oftentimes... We're different. You're, yeah, and mm-hmm. so... Um, really what stresses you out may 
you know, and then to provide all these statistics and to provide this plan yeah. works for you and lowers your stress, but it may increase your stress, mm-hmm. right? And so, again, that's a whole nother level of stress that's added to this process. Yeah. I think what's really important is, first of all, we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. As we get to know ourselves better, we're going to be more aware, self-aware of what triggers us and right. what causes right. us stress. Yep. I think the other part, which is really been fascinating for me recently is I was in a car accident and I really didn't think it was, it was a bad car accident and I really minimized it. I really thought, you know, I'm Mm. okay. Everything's going to be okay. You walked away. Did you minimize it to yourself or to people around you? Both. And I think because it could have been so much worse, that's what I kept saying to myself. Oh, Mm -hmm. but it could have been so much worse. So I minimized it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started talking about it in with my community that I realized how stressful it was for me that I would just start sobbing (laughs) just talking about the accident. And I thought, Oh wow, this has impacted me much more than I realized. Right. Mm -hmm. And I bring that up because I think that's what's so important about dealing with stress is that if we don't talk about what we're going through, whether or not we think it's stressful, Mm. Mm. um, we may not understand how much it's impacting us. And that's why community is so important and to really allow ourselves to process it, whether it seems like it's bothering us or not, because we don't always aren't aware. We don't realize how much it's impacting us until we start talking about it and processing it. What you're describing is a universal problem, right? If you don't look at something, you it, it's, it becomes a different thing, right? I almost think about, I, this is a really weird parallel, but I think about almost like finances, right? Say you have like a credit card. Maybe you're like an 18-year-old. Doug, you, this whoa. is just my own personal story um, <laughs> I like, as myself. Yeah. I thought... When I went to the Angel Stadium to go to a uh, baseball game when I was 18, they said, hey, you can get a fleece blanket if you sign up for a credit card. And that's the all, you need, the all you need to know about my financial history. Uh, <laughs> the beginning <laughs> no, of the but end. I, do, I, remember, I, I think I, I racked up like $2,000 as like an 18-year-old. So dumb, I had to pay it off. But I remember thinking, I just buy stuff with it. I didn't even know you had to check. Uh, you know, it's like I didn't really ever look at it. But once I looked at it, I went, oh, this is way worse than I thought it was. But in my mind, it was like, I know that it's probably not good. But I had written some story about it in my head that it was bad, but I didn't need to look at it. Once I really sat down and went, oh, my gosh, this is bad or it's bigger than I thought it was. I I spent more than I thought it was. I think that that idea is universal, right? If Mm -hmm. we just don't Mm -hmm. look at things they they exist as a certain version of them in our own heads. Right. And I and think I, stress is the same yes. way. Yes, and I think we do b- we do it both ways. Like mm-hmm. one would be, I'm just going to kind of p- ignore this. and Until and it goes away. Right. right. Or we like I tend to think I have so much to do today. Mm. And I don't make a list. I just know I've got this, <laughs> this, this, and this. Yeah. And I get overwhelmed. But if I were to actually write down and think, okay, how much time will each of these take? It's not that much. Yeah. Right. So I think we go both ways. And that's why it's yeah. so important to process as much as we can. Yeah. Right. To really work things out. And it doesn't have to necessarily even be, I've got to sit down with my person today and talk all through my day. You can journal, you, you know, I think is a beautiful way to do it. Um, but there's a lot of ways to process without necessarily sitting down with someone every single day and going through your day. Right, right. Because okay. right. I have never seen a community, the grit and bear it community, like the infertility community. Like, let's grit, let's bear it, let's keep going. I am a strong warrior, which I think, yes, there is a lot of strength and courage and bravery that it takes to go down this road. But 
it's just so sad because then the the process continues yeah. and goes on and on and on and now we're grit and bearing it for a year and then mm-hmm. two years mm-hmm. and then five years and it's like and then it's just like let's just put it in the closet let's just put it in the closet and just get over it and if i have my baby it'll all go away and that's just so not true yeah. would you agree mm-hmm. yes i definitely agree i i do think that there are times where we do need to just kind of push through things yes. right mm-hmm. and just say you know what i know this is this is hard but i'm gonna do it and yeah I, and i'm gonna get through it be and where I, your feet are a little bit. right and yeah. i think that there's real health to that yeah but it's when we do it over and over again, or we we get through that day or get through that week, and then yeah. we just, like you said, put it on a shelf. We right. have to process it because if we wait two years, mm-hmm. we're going to be dealing with a lot yeah. more. And so, and I, it, yeah. I think it's kind of it just it grows and grows. I think you've said before that it's okay to put things on the shelf as long as we take them off the shelf. Correct. And I think that's really important that. It's okay to get through the day, get through a procedure, go to work. But if if what you put up never comes back down, you get a Yeah. In the long run you can run into it falls down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't take it down, I it falls over. Spewing, everything yes. will start spewing. And I think it it's so important that we shelf things because mm-hmm. that's how we can function in life and that's how we can sleep at night. Right. Right. But if we don't take it off the shelf pretty regularly, it this box that we've put it in becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it and yeah. to where it's it's this huge thing so i think compartmentalizing and yeah. putting things aside for a little bit is important so we can function but you have to bring it down on a pretty regular basis right, right. and we don't want to do it because it's painful because it's painful yeah. it's but i do but i do have so many people <laughs> come up to me all the time and be like i don't know i was just talking to my coworker and i just started crying about my infertility and i was so embarrassed mm. because that's where it came out and i in my head i'm like right because it's on the shelf it's been staying on the shelf and then one person asks you the right question in the right moment and it's like and it all comes right. spoiling out yeah. and then now you're embarrassed and i think right. that's it increases the isolation and increases the shame you have of less like control of yeah. your emotions when you've been up there too long. Right. And, there, and, and also though, I think that there are times in our lives where there is a trauma, there is something really difficult and painful and we are going to spill out and we're right. going to spill out where we're embarrassed and that's going to happen sometimes and it's right. okay. Right. Hopefully you're with somebody who's filled with grace. Right. Um, yeah. So it, just because we spill over doesn't necessarily mean we're not processing, but I think, right. When we put something on the shelf too long, we definitely will spill over. (laughs) Right. Okay, to recap a little bit um, and move forward, I think we're on the same page when it comes to these stressful events. Life is full of stressful events. Each individual finds different things stressful. I think my question still is there, though. How do you know when you move from common, I guess was a common stress, to something that is anxiety, where you would say, I now have anxiety about this one thing? Are okay, the words so interchangeable? Are no, they're, they're not. In, okay. People interchange them all the time, and right. I totally understand that, and I don't think that's a huge deal normally. Okay. But I, I also hear even how you're wording it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, it's not a stress becomes anxiety. Okay. Stress Whoa. is separate. That was huge. Anxiety is separate. Okay. Okay. So you can be what stressed. Dif- what differentiates them? It's all, I think how I would say, describe it is that anxiety is a sense of dread and what if, what if, what if. Okay. Stress is, oh my gosh, I'm totally overwhelmed. 
Okay. Huh. There's a there really is a big difference between that the two. That is different. Yeah. You can be totally stressed and have no anxiety. Mm. I, I don't know. I can't personally. <laughs> No, I can't either. <laughs> I can. But I think I can. I'm trying to distinguish between the no, two. That's so yeah. good, though. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Now, I think most people are stressed, are anxious about stressful situations. Okay. If you're an anxious person, you and I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you talk to somebody who's not very anxious, yeah. the stress, it's just, it's stress. Yeah. And yeah. it affects them physically and it affects them emotionally, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean they're anxious. Okay. So you don't want to say stress becomes anxiety. That's... That's not how it works. Okay, that's good okay. to know. Yeah. You can have stress and anxiety at the same time. You can ha- Overwhelming stress can actually create anxiety. That okay. is true. Yeah. Um, can you be anxious about how stressed you've been in certain areas? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And I do think most of the time they go together in the sense that when you're stressed, your anxiety increases. Yeah. So if you're more of an anxious person, stress is definitely going to create more anxiety. Yeah, but I want to separate them because I think it's important to know you can be stressed without necessarily experiencing anxiety. Yeah, it mm. really is two different things. What would be the simple definition of both? Then it's like stress is just like daily events or like just a moment of overwhelm. Stress would be. Let me. I'm going to do my best to give you a great definition. Right. <laughs> stress is events or even interpretation of events that you f- you feel a little overwhelmed or a lot overwhelmed. Where where you you have to you're you're struggling with how to respond, okay? okay? So um, there there's a lot of things that happen in our lives that create a little bit of stress, but we we know how to respond and we do, and then we're over it, okay? There's stress that's bigger, that's a little more more overwhelming. Uh, like for example, if you're stressed about a test. You have a test tomorrow, you're stressed, what do you, the stress hopefully is going to create this, oh, I need to study, and you're going to study for the test, you're going to take the test, the stress is over. Right. Now, if you're more anxious, you're going to be anxious about the test because what you're going to say is, well, what if I fail, what if I fail, what if I fail? Right. Okay. The difference is anxiety is saying, what if? The stress uh-huh. is, wow, I got to study for this because I want to do well. Can yeah. you kind of see the difference between yeah. that? I totally do. Yeah. It, it makes me think uh, on the lowest level, like the, the things that are minorly stressful, I think like buying plane tickets, you know, you're like, I want to make sure my name is right mm-hmm. and make sure the dates are all mm-hmm. right. And, you, and you're, you're a little bit more attentive and it's very situational to where you're in and it motivates all sorts of right. different actions. Right. Which can be good, right? right. Stress can right. be good. Want to make sure your name's right. Right. So you don't yeah, mess yeah. it up. You want to yeah. study for your test. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like, I want to prepare and all those kind of things. Anxiety to me seems to have no object to it. You know, there's no, it's about the thing. It's not really excellent. in it, if That's that makes excellent. sense. Like, it's only yeah. surrounding it. You know, right. it's like, I'm worried about the studying. I'm worried about getting it right. But it doesn't necessarily motivate any action. It just, Correct. it just like, I don't know, hurts just, the individual or me. Right. And yeah. remember, anxiety is very physical. It's anxiety yeah. in particular is not just emotional, it's physical. When we're feeling anxious, yeah. right, our heart rate tends to increase, mm-hmm. our breathing becomes shallow and quick. We, you know, there's a lot of things that happen. You yeah. know, our stomachs might hurt or yeah. our muscles tense up. There's a physical response to anxiety. Stress. Now, I'm not saying you don't have some physical, some anxious symptoms. When I'm overwhelmed, I can get a little, yeah, heart racy a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, But stress doesn't necessarily bring forth the symptoms, physical symptoms that anxiety does. It might, it it kind of can be just this awareness of, oh, I gotta do this. Right. Whereas anxiety is, but what if? 
Right. Which is infertility 101. Yeah. What if? What if? What no, if? And what it's if? really hard to not be anxious during infertility for yeah. most people because it is, right? right. It yeah. is so much a what if. Right. And that is the word. Ang- I am anxious is probably the number one thing I hear in yeah. the infertility community. Okay. And people sharing, how are you yeah. doing? I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. <sighs> Guys, this is my therapy session right now. <laughs> yes. I brought Annie here um, for you. This really isn't about you guys. This is about their yes. therapy. <laughs> no, but that's so I, I true. Think it's the reason that I wanted to, the reason this conversation is important, I think, is because we live in a world where language is thrown around all the time. And that's not mm-hmm. bad. But stress, anxiety becomes the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a hard time figuring out how to respond to anxiety or how to respond to stress. Mm-hmm. And if they're the same thing in our mind, it can be difficult to figure out how yeah. to respond to it because everyone knows you get stressed. And it's not necessarily a bad thing to get stressed because it's stressful situations. Right. It causes you to respond to do to act. Yes. To act. But mm-hmm. anxiety feels like something and living in anxiety mm-hmm. feels like something you don't want to do. And it doesn't feel natural, right? So we're wanting to respond to it. But the first thing which we've been so lovingly taken to school today, thank you, Annie, <laughs> is that they are different. And that even noticing in our own journeys, whether it's honestly it's like so universal, whether it's just your life or an infertility, that stress is present and anxiety is present, but they are, it's not a progressive thing. Correct. It's not like they exist on the same t- line, if that makes sense. And I think that those of us who experience more anxiety Stress produces anxiety. That increases huh. my anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to make it clear that anxious people usually respond to stress with anxiety. That's the next question is, do we respond the same? Like, you know, if you're stressed, do you have the same response? If you're anxious, do you have the same response? I think probably people could, people probably could pause right now and just journal out moments where they've felt stressed or where they feel anxious. I feel like I want to go back and be like, was I stressed there or was I, am I anxious? That's a great, that's a great exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like such so powerful. Am I worried about the what if? Yeah. Yeah. That I feel like is a very key thing to be like, am I stressed? Because it's, I'm having an egg retrieval tomorrow and it's a lot and I have to get up early and I have to do my thing and whatever. Or is it like, am I just worried? What if this doesn't work? Yeah. What if, what if, And there's a good chance you have both. Right, yeah. right. That you right. are dealing with both. And right. and therefore there's certain things that are similar, what you would want to do for both, for each one. Yeah. And then there's some very specific things to do for anxiety versus yeah. stress. So because I would say tell us for Annie. me, you know, when you say um like I'm stressed about the egg retrieval tomorrow and I'm also wondering like what if, what if, what if mm-hmm. the what if, what if, what if in my mind, like for me way outweighs the actual stress of the retrieval. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the anxiety piece of it goes way higher mm-hmm. than the stress almost ever would, you know? And, you know that's so funny because I'm the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I think like that's super insightful stress. to know that about yourself. Yeah. It's I'm like, like more uh, th- stressed about doing it. And yeah. and then I'll be like, we'll think about it when that happens. If it doesn't work, we'll deal with that when that happens. Right. I'm still a little anxious, but it's like, we'll deal with that. Right. It's like, it's a stressful situation, but my response and the, the, <laughs> the places that I'm going are, they're not necessarily in step with how stressful mm-hmm. it is. I'm like what is the point of life? Maybe I should quit my job. Let's move countries and sell windmills. Or what, you Now know, just people like, can see what I live with <laughs> on my daily life. But that's what the anxiety does. Right. It, you, you throw so much you, out. A lot of irrationality. Yeah, sure. it's not even really about 
it's loosely attached to the to the thing that you're stressed about. So I guess that's the question is how do you respond to, you know, yeah. is the same is the response the same or is it different? So I, the, I think it's both. I okay. think there are certain things that work for both and there are things specifically that work better for anxiety versus stress. Yeah. Um, so stress, there's lots of, co- you know, developing coping skills to be able to handle, like you've probably all met somebody who doesn't handle stress well, right? They right. just yes. kind of like fall apart about any little thing that they have to deal right. with. Mm-hmm. Um, None of you are that, I'm sure. Well, we tend to see it in the little, you know, younger generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what so. you're saying. <laughs> yes. So I think that part of dealing with stress is really developing skills, yeah. coping skills to handle life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not so much true with anxiety because anxiety is so much more about our thought process. And so it's not so much developing skills to change our thought processes, although there's a little bit of that, it's really more developing an ability to, to think more rational, to think mm. more uh, with, with truth versus allowing yeah. yourself to be taken over by the emotional part and then start being irrational. And like you mm. saying, let's move and sell windmills. Yeah. That's a little <laughs> irrational. <laughs> Just a tiny bit. But that's interesting. So if you're stressed, would you say calming tools are good? Yeah, I mean, and, that, and you know what? That's exactly would be the same. So okay. for stress and anxiety, I would say relaxation techniques okay. help with both. Okay. Right? Deep breathing, yeah. muscle relaxation, mindfulness, meditation. Yeah. Those are kind of things that are going to help you with both. Mm. But maybe for anxiety, there's something else that's needed. So it's anxiety, not just calming down. Correct. Anxiety, okay. you would definitely want to add the cognitive kind of mm. techniques. So thought stopping um, worry time. And really, I think key is, you know, understanding where your anxiety is coming from. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. What's interesting for me, my husband's not an anxious person. I'm an anxious person. And so when Mm -hmm. we kind of collaborate, when I'm feeling anxious, it's fascinating to me to hear Mm. his more logical response to the situation. Right. And it helps me to say, Oh, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, again, that's cognitive. That's thinking through, okay, wait a second. Is this the what ifs? It's you know, asking the what ifs is rarely helpful. Right. Mm. Now, anxious people do it all the time, right. but it's yeah. rarely helpful. Right. Yeah. Because if you think about, let's just talk about the two-week waiting period. Yes. You have the stress of that. That's real. This anxiety is real too. And you're saying, well, what if I don't get pregnant? What if I don't get pregnant? Right. For two weeks... You're making yourself crazy thinking, what if, what if, what if, what if I don't get pregnant? Right. Yeah. Does that change the outcome? No. 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 If anything, it, it just adds so much more stress. Right. Yeah. Because you're, you're so worried all the time. It doesn't change the outcome. What benefit is there in this what if thinking for two weeks? Right. Can you think of any? No. 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 It's not like stress where you say, I can do something about this. Mm. Right. right. The what ifs yeah. don't don't trigger action right right it just triggers this kind of this repetitive uh kind of emotional physical even response so what would you say to someone what would you say to someone because i've literally heard this i try not to do that and i can't help it oh absolutely that's exactly what i was gonna ask it's like (laughs) i feel like they're all like i try not to think about it i go running i go and like go watch a movie and all of a sudden i'm thinking about it and then there's reminders the girl's pregnant on the screen or whatever or i even feel like our our current I don't know, the current state of the internet even is just like to make jokes about it and just succumb to it and be like, right. 
on there's nothing H- you can do about it, you know? Well, you know, it's funny because, right, you, there's this really great show that the, the lady goes to the psychologist and, and she tells him this kind of horrific thing that she's afraid of. And he's like, Jewel, stop it. Yeah. That, stop it. Stop it. You've probably right. seen it. Yeah, yeah. And that would be so great if we could just do that. Right. Just yeah. stop it if just because someone told us to. Right. right. Don't be afraid. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't I be anxious. Think of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, just yeah. saying that in no way makes it stop. Right. But what yeah. it tells you is, if you're doing a lot of the what ifs, is there's an issue that has to be dealt with. Right. We have to we have to take this and say what is happening inside of me, what is triggering, what is maybe there's trauma, you know, to yeah. explore why is it that I think this way? Mm. Why right. is it that I always go directly to worst case scenario or the what ifs? And so you have to explore it. You have to understand where it's coming from. Otherwise, it's going to be really challenging just to stop doing it. Right. And that's Ooh. where a lot of fear yeah. is. Right. Is, oh, no, my worst fear will come true. Right. And when we did IVF and I was so anxious like never before because we had so much more involved with it, it was like why I didn't want to stop thinking about the what ifs is because I was afraid the what ifs were going to come true. Right. And so I think what we do is we think if I think about it, I won't be so disappointed if it happens. Yes. Like I'm preparing mm-hmm. myself. Totally. And, and I totally get that. I can relate to that. Right. But at the same time. It doesn't change the, the facts. And what it does is it stresses our bodies out. Anxiety, and this stress does this as well, it really has an impact on our bodies. Because if it's stress, we oftentimes do have that same physical response as anxiety. Yeah. And when we're in that flight, flight, or freeze response all the time, it's really hard on our b- brains and our bodies. Right. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to be able to at least acknowledge, hey, I've got an issue here that I need to deal with. Right. I, I think it's very easy if we have something physical going on that we say, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor and deal with this and find out what's going on. Yeah. Whereas if it's an emotional thing, we tend to, that feels scary, that feels right. big. And so we kind of just ignore it or put it on the shelf. Right. And really our mental health is just as important as our physical health in many ways. I totally right. feel exactly what you're saying in that when you're in a stressful situation, your body responds to the stressful situation. Your heart rate goes up, but it, and all sorts of things happen. But it's very appropriate, you know, a lot of times to the situation that you're in. Jesse and I joke a lot. Um, if I'm feeling anxious, it's it's really not connected to anything that would give you stress. You mm-hmm. know, you sit down for a nice meal, and it's a Tuesday night, and you're, it's calm. The neighborhood's quiet. You hear some birds chirping, and you're like, "I think I'm I'm panicking." You know. <laughs> I always and say Jesse's Doug like, makes what? A t- it's a Tuesday. <laughs> I always say Doug makes a Tuesday nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's to me does. that's that that's a telltale sign of yes. anxiety is nothing in my current situation should be provoking me to this Correct. level of stress. Right. It's something mental or internal because I am as if we're about to walk into the doctor's office right. or as if we're in this situation when it's just Tuesday. It's like a Tuesday and we're eating dinner and it's and and everything is fine. <laughs> right. Well, that's a perfect example of stress. When you take the stress, the stressor out, mm-hmm. there's still anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's a, a telltale sign right there yeah. is if, if when the stress calms down, which it really needs to, even right. in, I know infertility, because you're constantly dealing with stuff, right. your stress level is very high, but chronic stress is 
so bad for us. I mean, if, if you look at the research and what it does to our bodies, uh, it, it's disturbing. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that we do the best we can with developing coping skills. The reality is we are going to have stressful situations, right. traumatic situations. We can't help it. Can't get out of it. But what we want to do is develop the coping skills as much as we can, develop resilience so that it's it impacts us a little less and that we can handle it better. And 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 putting that aside with the stress and then the anxiety part of being able to say, okay, I need to be able to think more rational, think more truth-filled because it's not helping me. At this point, I really do think we get to the core of this conversation and maybe the the hardest part to deal with when we're talking about stress and anxiety. I, and I think that is we have to take perhaps a different stance towards anxiety. It's not like stress where we apply our calming tools. There's something else going on. There's something motivating this feeling that needs to be looked at. And it's different than stress. It's different than the every day, day in, day out, hard feelings of going through infertility. And, and I think that's difficult, right? Like that's, that's a sad moment to go, oh my gosh, infertility is bringing out a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. in me. And now I got to sit with that. And, and that's difficult. So I think if there's a, a core motivation for making this conversation, you know, having this conversation and making this podcast today is that we want people to walk away thinking anxiety is something that needs to be addressed and faced. And if you're having an undue amount of it, you have to take a certain stance towards it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, what do you do with the what ifs? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, it's, it's like, like if you're you, constantly getting them, right. I think there's something that needs to be addressed beyond the calming tools, you know, which those are good. Do mm-hmm. We need to do mm-hmm. those. Right. But there's there's something else that needs to be added. And I would think that like the biggest thing would be what do we do with those what ifs? So we're in it. We know it's stressful. We're using our coping things with that. Maybe that's exercise or whatever that is for you. And then it's like, but now we're still anxious and we're in a two week wait and we're sitting here and we're still having these what ifs and I can't think my way out of it. I can't think, okay, I'll just stop thinking about it. It's still continuing. We're still in this anxious response. What do we do about that, Annie? (laughs) We have more. Yeah. Keep going. Can you tell us? Tell us everything. We're, 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 we, we're so aggressive (laughs) towards you. Annie is the nicest human being on planet. You better give us the right answer. (laughs) She's the no nicest pressure. human ever. Uh, no, but that, I think that is a question. What's, that is key what's our question. stance yeah. towards it? That's a key question. Yeah. You know what? I think that um, I, I will share. I, as I've shared before, mm-hmm. I have been an anxious person most of my life. As a child, mm. I was anxious. Mm. I do think temperamentally I am an anxious person. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, there's a lot of other things that have created and added to my anxiety, hmm. many of which is trauma, many of which is just yeah. really difficult situations. So I think to really get at our anxiety, we have to look at what's underneath it. Right. Very right. difficult, very challenging, and time-consuming. Yeah. Hmm. Someone who does the what-ifs every day, and I tell them, stop doing that, it, it doesn't do anything. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it's not, even if with all of the different things I'm going to mention, it's not going to change overnight. It's not going to change in a week. Yeah. Right. I have I have worked through my anxiety for a long time, and I I can tell you I still experience anxiety. But the key is that when I do the what if, it, I don't go down the rabbit hole anymore. Mm. I can catch my I catch it I catch myself before it goes to a dark place. Yeah, mm. and so 
I, that's the goal is to be able to catch it and turn it around and basically take control over your thoughts. Right. Yeah. Again, that takes a lot of practice and a yeah. lot of hard work. I don't, because I don't, I know so often we say, well, do this and do that. And you, you hear it all the time, even the infertility yeah. stuff. Oh, well, you just relax or just do this or right. just that. Yeah. And it's like, that is just killing me. Right. It killed me when people would say stuff like that. Right. So I don't want to at all sound like this is easy or a quick fix. It isn't. Yeah. Is there almost a perspective change that needs to happen Absolutely, with, with yeah. the person who's maybe struggling with anxiety thinking, I need to shift my perspective. This isn't going to be a do a quick few things. Mm-hmm. It's I need to address the deeper issues. Yeah. That's, it's a that life feels change. Different. It's a life yeah. change as far as our, our changing the way we think. It's kind of like, have you ever heard someone, you know, that's just really fit and really healthy and mm-hmm. They say, oh, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. And right. It's like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> but there's I wish my lifestyle was uh, okay to just eat chips uh, all yeah. the time. And That's my lifestyle. I really don't feel like doing that or that. Right, right. But it's similar in the sense that it really mm. is you develop this these habits yeah. of thinking a certain way. of, um, And, again, it takes work. Right. So I can give you some ideas. Yeah, what would be the work, you would say? Okay, and I'm going to tell you those, but I also want to say to, especially someone who's kind of considers himself an anxious person. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that is even if you have no self-awareness of that, yeah. <laughs> that meaning right. that you are anxious a lot, mm-hmm. you know, right. even when stress is gone, you're, you have anxious thoughts, right? You have to, you have to look at what is behind that, what's underneath. Mm-hmm. So you, it means looking at your your trauma it means looking at your emotional wounds yeah Mm. because what happens is especially infertility infertility because it's so stressful and because it is somewhat traumatic it's triggering your previous traumas we've kind of Mm. talked about this i think on another podcast we have we have and so people need to hear it again annie (laughs) beat him over the head with it so if if you don't deal with your trauma if you don't deal with your emotional wounds Mm -hmm. they are going to fester what would you say deal to find deal. So deal would be process and processing to me would be probably the best if I had to pick one word for it. Right. Processing. And like maybe even just like looking at them. If you don't look at what's happened to you. Look at it and and really you have to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Dealing and processing means you have to talk about it. Journaling is fantastic. I encourage everyone to journal. Yeah. But that's not enough. You yeah. have to have a community that you can really process, talk about, work through, share your narrative. Yeah. Right. Um and if, if you don't have that person or people in your life, then you get a ther- therapist to help you process mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, it's going to fester and it's going to, every time you're dealing with something that creates anxiety, it's it, you're, you're going to go right back to where you were mm. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was, where you had that trauma yep. or you had that wound. Right, right. So to really deal with the, the, the core of anxiety is going back. And I know that's super scary. I know that's super painful and hard for some people. But it really is where we get our healing. And, and I want to encourage people because when you do that, life is different. Life is different when we get true healing. And so it's worth that journey. It's not going to be easy, but it is worth the journey. You really, truly can tell there's a difference between anxiety and stress when you explain it like that. Um, right. I don't think anyone in a stressful situation would go, okay, I need to go back and look at what's happened to me 
look at the areas where I've been, you know, traumatized and, and process what's happened to me. No one would do that in traffic. You know, you right. would, you wouldn't, I don't know if that would be your response, but when you're laying in bed at night, ruminating on the what ifs and you can't go to sleep, I think there is a little bit, something inside of us that goes, I need to figure out what's, mm-hmm. I need to figure out why I'm doing this, yeah. where this is coming from. I hope that's a huge, <laughs> I, we always say this. We talk about these things on this podcast that just feel like, oh, yeah, just do that. Yeah. Do check that off the list. <laughs> just go for that tonight. Yeah. They're resilient. Huge. You'll be very resilient by the Those end. Those are huge <laughs> life change, ch- right. changes. And I just want to acknowledge that if you're even listening to this and thinking, ah, maybe I am kind of an anxious person. Maybe I need to do that. That's a big deal. If you walk away from this conversation thinking, I probably should address my anxiety that is huge. I mean, I would say I would say be proud of yourself. Like that's yeah. a really big step to even just say like step. I want to look it's at that a, a little more. Step. Right. You know, I kind of say it's we're all not okay sometimes, right? We yeah. all go through situations where we're not okay, and it's okay to be not okay, mm-hmm. right? It's not okay to stay there, mm. and so we have to be willing to do the work. And yeah. I think, uh, and that's not true with just anxiety. That's true with depression. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people in infertility are depressed because they're going through it. Um, and I also want to say that the, the, the stress of infertility is very unique Yeah. because infertility oftentimes gets triggers past experiences, Yeah. which I never knew that. And so I started uniquely needed. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. Like I didn't realize cause I or actually, how much, I didn't realize how, how much, much yeah, was, how huh? much it would like trigger me to back old experiences. I mean, if you think about what infertility can trigger, right? Right. I mean, there's all kinds of issues. You have sex, you have marriage, you have communication, you have uh, any physical trauma you've had. Right. Really, there's a lot of things that can get connected to infertility. So I do think that the stress of infertility is is significant and very unique. Right. So chances are most people in for, through going through infertility will probably are getting some stuff triggered from the right, past. Right, I totally agree. That's what we do in our program. Yep. Is we have <laughs> them say three life-defining events first when they share, and then they share their infertility story. And I am blown away how many times they are connected. Yeah. Or how many times they say the three life events, and then they say their infertility story, and then they're like, oh, I'm realizing that that's going... In the moment, as they're sharing, they're like, oh, I'm realizing... That's how I, I'm very type A person and I'm a type A person and I got all my things very easily to me and then I'm getting this mm. and it's not coming easily to me and I'm having like an identity crisis mm-hmm. and you're like, yes, connected. Yeah. It's amazing to me. It's really important. Right. So I will say really dealing with anxiety is dealing with the past. our our wounds. Yeah. And um, processing uh, through them, would you say? And yeah. processing with them. Yes. Yes. Right. I even think just just being able to acknowledge, oh my gosh, like you just said, oh my gosh, that totally, uh, as I think about that experience, just that I think can be super helpful. Yeah. More so though, if you're willing to just take that and then open that up and say, wow, let me kind of think through what happened and let me talk it through with somebody. And, you know, I remember when I was sharing with somebody some of my challenges, my emotional wounds from childhood, and I said, oh, it was no big deal. And my friend said, Annie, that, uh, it is a big deal. And, and I thought, you know, if I were a child, if a child was telling me that story, I would have reacted very differently. Right. We tend to minimize what's happened in the past because, oh, we got through it. It's, so I think 
being able to look at it, maybe even from a perspective of if a child told you that story, right? Would you say, "Oh, it's no big deal"? Right. You would, you know, you would say, "Wow, let's let's work through this. Let's talk about it more. Let's cry over it, or let's, right. you know, just depending on what the person needs." So that's why community is so important because right. it's the biggest mirror. We've seen that right. too. And when someone shares their story and then someone reflects back, wow, I was really angry in that part. That made me feel really angry for you. Or I got, t- I got teary at this part. The person's like, oh, you got angry? Oh, like it just like helps exactly right. what you were just saying. Yeah. The, I feel like my biggest hope in this podcast is that people would be able to see that they can experience a two-week wait differently. Or they can experience infertility differently. And I feel like this is how we can do that. It's like we, when you're struggling with infertility, especially in those late nights of being on your phone and not being able to sleep and you're Googling and you're like on these boards where you're trying to like figure out your numbers and am I doing this vitamin right? It's like we're really searching for control. That's what we're, contr- mm-hmm. we're control. We're trying to get control. But we hear it all the time. We can only control ourselves. That's the only thing we can control, but we put so much weight in this Googling thing and Googling and all that and trying to figure it out and control it. And that's probably just brewing anxiety. Mm -hmm. Would you say, Annie? Well, I do think though, when we're trying to control things, right, that that is how we tend to deal with anxiety. Right. Or that's where anxiety is created. We don't sense the, have a sense of control. Right. Yeah. We're searching for it. We're searching for it. But if all we can control in ourselves is having stressful situations, having good coping skills, having anxiety, dealing with the past, that might change our outcome. Yeah. That if we could pour, change if our we poured outcome. our energy into that. If yeah. we poured our energy into that, that could not change the outcome of you being pregnant or not pregnant or whatever, but change the experience, how Your you're experiencing it. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I always say interpretation's everything. Yes. If you think about, especially an anxious person versus a non-anxious person, their interpretation of the same exact event is going to be different. Right. Right. Mine's going to be what if, and my husband's might be, well, this it's, it's because of this. Right. You know? So right. interpretations, everything. And I think it's challenging, but if we can allow ourselves and maybe need some help coming up with different ideas of how can you interpret this differently right. is, and, and that fits in with one of the exercises techniques is thinking, okay, this is how I'm interpreting this situation. The, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't survive if I don't get pregnant this time. Right. Okay, how else can you interpret that? How else can you interpret this two-week waiting period that uh, if you don't get pregnant? What what might be another way to look at that, that you actually might survive? You yeah. right. could actually survive that. And, yeah. right. and so to just kind of think about brainstorm, how can I think of this differently? Hmm. How can I think of... Um, Develop, maybe even say, uh, uh, you know what? I actually have some coping skills. I can, I can respond this way. I can respond this way. Um, I've been through this three months now, and or, or two years now, whatever it is, and I, I'm going to survive it. I'm going to be right. okay. Right. You know, again, just kind of thinking through how can I look at this and think of it as a little different than I am, because how I'm thinking of it is creating a significant anxiety, and I'm physically feeling sick by it. So the journey of dealing. And looking at anxiety when it comes to infertility, I really think is going to be a self-reflection. What are the moments where we're not just stressed and stressed with the moment that we're in, but living in that world of what if, staying up late, 
ruminating on it, when all things are calm and we're riled up and, and wondering what will the future look like, what will things go, how will things go, I think the, the, the journey that we have ahead of us, the task really that we had to ha- have ahead of us is an inward one. Looking back, looking at, mm-hmm. at who we are as people, what happened to us, um, what things are significant to us, and how can we bring those things into the present in the presence of a really safe community that can help them, us deal with them, help us process them, um, probably cry about them, mm-hmm. um, see them in a different light. And the more that we do that, I think the more we confront and deal with the anxiety that's in our life. Yeah. Annie, thank you so much for always being so wonderful and enlightening us. You're welcome. It's great being with you guys. Thank you for listening to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, a show produced by the nonprofit Uniquely Knitted. This is your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so grateful to all of our wonderful donors who support this work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, we encourage you to check us out at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. This is the best way for more people to hear these conversations. If you need to talk to someone about your feelings, please reach out to us. We are here to help you. If you would like to learn more about our unique process groups, please follow the link in our show notes. See you guys next week.